Andy is taking the day off today. As promised, Luke Panic has uh, rejoined us for another Saturday show. Uh, Luke, if you're new to the show, is uh, the deck and port specialist at Lindis Construction. So any kind of a deck type of question, today is your day. We promised you Nick would be, uh, Luke would be back, and he is. Hi, Luke. Hi. How are you, Denny? I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day, and I think uh, anybody who maybe has uh, still has a wood deck and wants to <laughs> take care of it today may be one of the last uh, days to do that very thing. What do you think? I think it's a great idea. I I actually was behind in my maintenance and, and power washed my deck uh, on Thursday uh, in the rain because it was raining anyway, and I thought, well, it's I, I need to get a. I, I tell everybody to get it washed in the spring and the fall, and I need to be a, a man of my word. So I washed, I pressure washed my deck on Thursday. Well, good for you. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to wait and have Linda's build me a new deck. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too excited to get, uh, get this old one uh, taken care of now. But I was thinking about dryness, and if if somebody still has, let's say, a cedar deck. And it's still in good shape, and they want to, you know, maintain it. Uh, and they put a brightener conditioner and all that. How long, you know, given given no rain in the forecast, how long do you wait for that deck to dry before you can put a new stain on it? Typically, about a week is enough. Oh, really? Um, that long? It, yeah, I think so. Uh, it, but to be safe, you can test it with a, a moisture meter. Uh, they're they're inexpensive. You can buy them at any hardware store or Home Depot or Menards, and just test the moisture content of the wood. You want it to be lo- below fifteen percent at least, and and uh, you should be good to go. What about this kiln dried stuff? Uh, you and I have talked about. Uh, is that is, did, did the same wait time apply to that? Well, if it's brand new, probably yes. Um, oh. I would treat it like uh, recently washed wood. It's been kiln dried, so there's it shouldn't have much moisture in it. But y- you never know because you don't know what the wood's been through before it got to your house. So um, typically, it's ready to go compared to green treated wood. But you, it's always safe, best to test it. Now, keep in mind that Luke has done a whole lot more than uh, just uh, talk about decks or build decks. He's built his own home. He's been in the construction business for many years. So if you have uh, any other kind of home improvement questions, certainly we welcome those as well as any kind of a deck question or a porch question, things like that. Here's the phone number. Here's the text number. It's the same, 651-461-9226. Again, uh, 651-461-9226. But if you do have a deck question, here's the guy you want to chat with, Luke Panic. Uh, this text just came in, Luke. Uh, this texter has a... 10-year-old deck with steps. The posts holding the steps up are leaning a bit. Is there any way to fix this without digging up the footings and re-pouring them? Yes. Usually you are able to straighten straighten out posts. The biggest thing is oftentimes they're not attached properly to to the frame or they connect to the frame and or not attached properly to the footing. So usually we are able to straighten, uh, you should be able to straighten those out uh, and attach it properly. But then you can always put uh, some cross bracing or what we would call a gusset, which would be a triangular brace uh, to stabilize it so it doesn't lean again in the future. All right. Thank you for that. 651-989-9226. 
Uh, do people still may uh, – I'm trying to translate this. I guess what they're asking is are the lower profile decks harder to maintain or build than a higher one is what they're trying to say. You know what I'm saying? Some of these uh, decks are, you know, a foot or two off the ground. Is that a, is that a more difficult job to build? I guess no, is what they're saying. I don't I don't think so. The only difference it, the only thing that's more difficult is that you've got to put your footings in the ground first before you build the frame of the deck. So you've got to get that all pinpoint the location of those footings ahead of time. <clears throat> Whereas if it's up off the ground four or five feet, you can frame the deck, square the deck, and then plumb bob down and, and figure out where your footings are going to be so they're right on. We talked about that last week. But uh, that's about the only part that I would say is more difficult is that you've got to put the footings in first. Otherwise, it's, I would say, easier. You know, I, I'm pretty not amazed that you can that you did it, but I'm still amazed that anybody like you can build their own home and you have, you know, some experts uh, electricians, I think you said, plumbers, things like that, to, to do those ends of it. But is there something, have you made notes, like if I'm going to do this again, I'm going to make sure I do this or don't do this. Have you have you like kept a journal along uh, all the time you've been building, you were building that home? <laughs> a mental one, <laughs> a mental journal. <laughs> uh, yeah, and when I got done doing it, my journal said, I'm not doing this again. That's a lot of work. How long did it take it you? A, well, I, it took me a year, basically. And uh, That's a lot of work. How long did it take it you? A, well, I, it took me a year, basically. And uh, to be fair, I, I did not do all the work, of course. I had partners that did the, a lot of the rough framing and I had help with um, the concrete um, I did it. I, I poured most of the concrete myself, and mm. but it's a culmination of, of deciding what things are worth doing yourself and what things are not worth doing it yourself. You know, I, I know how to tape and sheetrock, but I am not good at it, and that's a real, uh, you know, you got to have an expert do that. Um, so yeah, there are certain things that I can do, and th- certain things that it doesn't make sense to do, even if I know how to do them or can can speak on them uh but mostly it's 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 a lot of commitment to time and uh energy mentally than it is physical work i think and well you know you're a wise man that uh if if you were going to live in this home and you say yeah i can do the uh taping and i can put up sheetrock you know uh but these people do it better, and if you're going to live in the home, you want that, right? I mean, that's that's why you chose. Yeah, the, 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 I, the one one of the things that for sure happens when you build your own house is that you know where every mistake is, and you get to live with it every day. <laughs> you know, there's things you walk by, you know, every day that I go, "Dog on it," you know, I need to get to that, or um for sure you know it like nobody else and that's kind of a special connection you have to it too i think but um i i enjoyed i enjoyed the process i i don't think i would be able to do it again just because it is draining but uh it it does i like to challenge myself and it keeps you on your toes in my profession 
giving people advice every day on on their home, it helps to the more I challenge myself, you know, and take on projects that are outside of my comfort zone, the, the better you get at what you do. So uh, most of the time when I'm giving somebody advice, it's because I've done it myself and, and I've been there and done that. So it, it makes me better at what I do. Well, as, uh, given the line of work you're in, you also, especially building your own, you're, you're, you're becoming privy to new uh, newer products too, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. The first time I used that kiln-dried treated decking was on my own house. Um, and so I can speak on now having it for seven years on my house, what it looks like, how it's behaved, how it's changed. Um, I have a metal roof on my house. I sell a lot of metal roofing, and I can talk about how it holds up in storms. And I have our windows that we sell. You know, I have a lot of the products that we use. The LP smart siding is on my house. It went through a storm. You know, so... Uh, it, it is beneficial, I think. Yeah. All right, Luke, hang on. Uh, if you're just joining us, Luke Panic, who's the deck and porch specialist with Linda's Construction, if you have any kind of a home improvement question, especially a deck question, this is your day. Call or text 651-461-9226. I want to alert Frank in Roseville. You'll be next up after the break. So stay with us here on News Talk 830 WCCO. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We are around every Saturday here in the 9 o'clock hour on CCO. Brought to us by our good friends at Linda's Construction, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, if you want to get a hold of those good folks. Luke Panic filling in for Andy again today. We promise you Luke would be back answering your deck questions, any kind of home improvement question, actually, but specifically because uh, he is the expert there at, uh, at Linda's. You have any kind of a deck or porch kind of Question, call it in or text it in, same number, 651-461-9226. All right, Luke, let's get back to the phones. We promised Frank in Roseville he would be next. Thank you for waiting, Frank. What's your question for Luke? Hi, good morning. I have a, a, it's about putting stairs on my existing deck. It's a cedar deck, about six foot off the ground. And I'm gonna. I want to put steps near the house, but there's a window there, so I know I have to be a certain distance from that. But how do I measure the correct rise and number of steps that I need for a for a deck like that? Well, that's a great question, uh, Frank, and that's the most difficult part of a of a deck is the staircase. So I commend you for taking it on. Basically, what I start with is I'll take the. Um, I'll take the height in inches and the change in elevation. So the top of the deck down to the grade that you're going to land, which in your case, if it's six foot is 72 inches, I'll divide that by 7.5, which is about uh, the standard riser height of a staircase. And for you, that means that you need to take 10 steps up to your deck. So that means you'd have nine treads on your deck. So that staircase is going to be just under nine, eight, eight to nine feet long in length. And you're going to have uh, approximately, um, uh, like I said, 10, 10, 10, uh, 10 rises to get up there. Uh, you can buy pre-cut riser stair treads um, at a lumber yard if you want to do that. If you want to make them all the uh, accustomed to your, exactly your height, then you have to cut them all yourself. Uh, but that's how you start, it, and you got. Uh, Basically, they have to all be the same. Once you've decided what your riser height is, 
the steps can't vary in their height by more than three eighths of an inch, or it would be considered non-conforming. So it's very important that they all, so that as you're going up the steps, you get a rhythm and they don't change in their height by more than three eighths of an inch. That is my advice, and that's what I can give you. But good luck on that. It's a that's a, a definitely a challenge. All right, good deal. Good luck, Frank. Thank you. Uh, there's a line open at six five one four six one nine two two six. Also, that's the text number as as well. Uh, I think John is on the horn too, calling in from uh, Blaine this morning. John, thank you. What is your question for Luke? Good morning, everyone. Morning. Luke, which material which material do you feel is best for a new deck? Shimmertech, ASIC, Trex Transcend, which one do you use mainly, or are they both good products? And the other thing is, should you match the railing with the same brand of deck material? Ah, good question, John. Um, I prefer uh, synthetic decking that does not contain any organic sawdust material in it at all. So that that eliminates Trex, that eliminates uh, Timbertech that contains sawdust. Uh, does it mean that you can't use those and love them? Uh, no, it means that I think that the 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 decks the deck boards that don't contain sawdust perform better. They never swell or change in shape or size. Um, the the other brand that I like to use is called Millboard. Um, you can get that through Loss if you want. That's a product that is made completely uh, of synthetic materials as well. So I would I would encourage you to look at Azac. I would encourage you to look at Millboard. Um, as far as matching the railing with the brand, that makes no difference. You can use any railing on any uh, deck. Um, if there's a style that you like uh, from Trex and you want to put it on top of a, a Azek deck or a, a TimberTech deck, is just fine. There's no issue with that. So just go by the railing. Uh, I recommend um, metal is probably my favorite. I think it's the nicest look and it's the easiest to look through and one of the easier ones to install. Uh, but you can any railing on any deck is just fine. Just go with the one that you like the best. Here's a question I have, then we'll get back to the phones. Uh, when uh, you were visiting our house once uh, about uh, decking, how how are those railings attached really to any deck, but specifically, let's say, a, a, a timber deck, an ASIC deck? How are the railings, what kind of fasteners are used? Well, are you referring to the how the posts mount to the deck? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, so... Most of the systems, the best systems, mount in a tower form. So it's set on top of the deck surface, and then we put framing in underneath the decking so that when we fasten down through the deck boards, it goes into solid wood, either 6x6 or 2x10s. So the best systems, I feel, are the ones that anchor from the top and stand there like a tower. And then you, if it's a metal tower, it, that it is all welded as one piece. If it's a tower that you are going to put a synthetic sleeve over, like a, like an Azek uh, Premier sleeve or a TimberTech sleeve or um, a Trek sleeve, that's a synthetic tube basically that slides over the top of the tower. So these are being used as instead of framing in a 4x4 four four tower into the deck. That has been done for years where you, you use a wood a wood post and lag it in from all the sides or scap or lag it in on the outside or however. 
I, I prefer using these synthetic towers that you mount from the top rather than framing in a piece of wood and sliding a uh, synthetic sleeve over it. So those are the different directions or ways you can go with it, but I think the towers are the best. All right, good, interesting. Uh, I know we're going to have a look at that uh, forecast and uh, see what uh, what weather shapes up here for all the uh, good good workers, good crews uh, at uh, Linda's Construction uh, along with the rest of us. But I want to alert CJ that uh, you're going to be on the phone, uh, the first caller up after the weather. So stay with us here. Uh, here's our phone number. It's also the text number for any kind of a home improvement question, especially a deck question, 651-461-9226. The Home Improvement Show returns here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show brought to us by Linda's Construction every week here on CCO. This morning, Luke Panic filling in as promised for Andy Lindis. If you have any kind of a deck question, uh, be sure to call in or text in today. Get some help from uh, from Luke. The phone number and the text number are the same, 651-461-9226. Luke, we uh, promised CJ they'd be first up here after the break. CJ, thanks for waiting. What is your question for Luke? Hey, good morning. Uh, my question is, um, in Luke's uh, uh, experience, what type of a footing does he like to use uh, in the ground, concrete, you know, a deep hole in the ground with concrete, sitting above ground on concrete, or I've heard this new product out there that says no digging required. So I'm just curious what uh, his pre- professional experience uh, would recommend. Yeah, good question. Great question. And we basically, there are three different styles of footings available to us uh, that we use or could use. The traditional footing of drilling a hole in the ground um, is still be used. Um, what's important about that is that it widens at the bottom, or it, it ele- we call it an elephant foot out, in that it has rebar going through the center of it. So that's your tr- traditional cylindrical footing. The diameter or the base of that is what determines the load it will take. So whether it's supporting a deck or a porch, its diameter becomes into play. The non-digging type of footing is called a diamond pier or a a pin pier where you have a concrete diamond at the top and then you jackhammer these pins in at an angle. looks kind of like a a camera tripod. Uh, Those would be your non-digging footings, and those are very good in most circumstances. They work fine. The third option, which is the best option, would be what's called a helical screw pile, which looks like uh, an ice auger, uh, which you drill a hole in the ice with, um, but is meant for dirt. And you screw that into the ground in minimum seven feet. That doesn't require any digging either. It just requires some special equipment to be able to do it. So those are your three footings, and that's the, uh, the from good, better, best, uh, in my opinion. You've addressed that uh, question before, uh, one way or another. It, uh, how much does weather play a part in in those types of footings? Well, certainly when frost comes into the game, the helical screw piles are the easiest to work with, um, and you know are, are, you're, you're more able to get them into the ground because of the force that you've got with your with your machine that's putting them in. Um, 
once they're in, weather doesn't really doesn't have anything to do with it other than how moist the ground is and and the uh, the moisture um, varies a lot from city to city. Uh, for example, Hugo is a city that is has a lot of swamp, and so that city actually requires that you use uh, screw piles. You can't use any other type of footing in Hugo. There are other cities that are very similar. Uh, Plymouth, Maple Grove, that type part of the country has a lot of loam and swampy land where I think they should require uh, helical screw piles also because so many footings fail. Then you go over to Woodbury over there on the other side of the city, and they get you, you go down there and you hit limestone all the time. You go down three feet, and boom, you hit rock. Mm. So it, it, it varies a lot depending on where you live. And, and most of the cities are aware of the soils that they contain, and some of them have adjusted what they allow for footings accordingly. But um, I, I don't think weather has much to do with it. More, it's more so about the soils that you're in and the the amount of moisture that that soil holds. But wish if every place had sand, life would be easy. You really wouldn't have to do anything in the ground because sand drains, and if it doesn't hold moisture, it doesn't expand. So sand is wonderful, but we don't have a lot of sand in, in a lot of the areas that we where we work. So, uh, Luke, what about clay? What what can any of those uh, footings be used in clay? Then, absolutely, they all can be used in clay. But as soon as you you're working with clay, the price of poker goes up because if you make any mistake in that footing, it it will get exaggerated by the clay because it holds its moisture so well. Mm. Uh, and 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 you you learn that quickly by walking around in it. It sticks and builds up on your boots very quickly. Um, you know, so it holds it holds that moisture and expands dramatically. So anytime you see pavers in the back of somebody's yard that are rolling roller coastering all over the place, you can bet there's a lot of clay underneath that. And decks that have heaved dramatically year after year, you can bet there's a lot of clay. So uh, it just is really important to do it correctly if you've got clay soil. If you're just joining us, the deck and port specialist at Linda's Construction, Luke Panic, is helping you out uh, this morning. If you have any kind of a deck question, uh, now's your chance, 651-461-9226. If you want to call and chat with Luke or send him a text, either one, same number, 651-461-9226. All right, let's see. Here's one. Uh, after we power washed the deck, white streaks showed up. What does that mean? Texter wants to know white streaks after pa pressure washing. Boy, hmm. that could be a number of number of things, but it white streaks. I would guess is some sort of a precipitant out of the wood. Um, hmm. I don't know. Could be something something from inside the wood. It could be old residue from the old stain that was in there. I suppose. Uh, I suppose hard from the old hard to do. Hard to know without seeing it, and even then, uh, yeah. it may be it may be a question. Interesting. Yeah, it could be old stain, I guess, uh, coming out. Yeah. Um, here's one. Uh, uh, I have a contract. Texter says for a roof replacement this fall, shingles are delayed. Is it too late to install a roof in northeastern Minnesota in this colder weather? No, it's not too late. Um, we like to have forty degrees and above. Um, for an asphalt roof. So that's all, all we need. I mean, honestly, a lot of roofs are installed in the middle of winter, especially new houses. Um, there is risk involved with that, of course, because until that temperature gets up 
and the sun warms those shingles up, they don't seal to each other very well. So the the risk is if you install, say you install asphalt shingles and it's only five degrees outside, um, installing them isn't the problem. But if you get a major windstorm, it'll lift those shingles up and, and they'll flap in the wind because they haven't sealed to each other because they haven't hit that 40 degrees to, to warm up and, and, and kind of weld together. So that's the risk. Installing them really isn't the problem. It's just avoiding some wind after you've done it. You mentioned earlier, folks, uh, folks just joining us, Luke Panic is uh, filling in for Andy today, uh, building your own house as you did. Uh, did you say you've got a metal roof on that house? They do. I have one of our Inglert standing seam metal roofs. Yep. How do you like that? Love it. Love it. Um, I enjoy how it looks, number one. Um, I love the idea that it's going to last for 100 years. I expect it to. And I like that the snow slides off, but it makes a loud boom when it falls from two stories and hits my deck. I'll tell you that. That first time I heard that, I was like, wow, that's loud. But I went through a major um, hailstorm back in 2017, too, where it damaged the roof. But then um, it, after the sun warms it up, it kind of healed itself. It didn't require to be, it didn't have to be replaced. So when I, every asphalt roof in my neighborhood had to be replaced. So I liked the durability of it as well. Yeah, I've heard that before, that uh, it, it kind of heals itself. Pretty neat. Um there's a line open at 651-461-9226. Let's go back to the phones. Luke Lynette's calling in from Columbia Heights this morning. Lynette, you're on with Luke Panic. Oh, good morning. Um, I had a, a Zuri deck with what you just talked about, the diamond um, piers. And on the one corner that, um, the, oh, it has a railing, too, was installed. But it was back in... Uh, spring of 2018, May of 2018, and I've noticed just some of the corner board that where the railing's on is separating a few inches. Is that something that can be repaired, or is that because of the fasteners, or I don't know? No, uh, yeah, that is definitely something that can be repaired. Um, for the most part, Zuri has been a pretty good product. Uh, we have had on occasion, um, uh, we've heard of it moving or, or, or experiencing uh, pulling apart at corners. Uh, but, yeah, absolutely, that's something that can be repaired. I was thinking, I know we have to break here momentarily. Uh, for folks that are interested in having Lindis build them a deck, and here we are in a couple of days, it'll be November. Uh, what's the process? What's What's the best thing folks can do? Call you guys and... Have them come out to the house and get you know do a little planning ahead here. Yeah, absolutely. This is a great time to have us out before there's two feet of snow. That the deck salesmen get grumpy when they got to trudge through <laughs> two feet of snow to get around to the back of the house, you know. But uh, it's a great time of the year, and you know we obviously we can't do anything until spring. Now our backlog is such, but basically if you're thinking about it at all you know the questions that you want to be prepared to answer are are pretty simple what do you want to accomplish on this deck what do you want to do how do you entertain questions that you want to be prepared to answer are are pretty simple what do you want to accomplish on this deck what do you want to do how do you entertain how many people do you want to be able to sit seat, sit down are you going to eat out here or are you just going to sit out here and enjoy the view basically understanding how you use the deck 
is really important. And the other thing that's always a big discussion to think about is, do we want to have a staircase? Do we need to have a staircase? On a lot of times with walkout homes, I'll always ask someone, they have this big staircase going to the backyard, I'll say, do you use this staircase? Because you already have a staircase in the house. Um, sometimes it makes sense to not have a staircase. Sometimes you have people that have pets and they let them out to the backyard every day. You got to have that staircase. It's really important. So those are the major questions that we discuss when we first start looking at a deck and, and to give advice on design, people need to understand how do you use it? What is the furniture you're going to put on it? So on and so forth. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So take, take some notes before you uh, call Luke up and the crew there, there from Linda's. All right, let's do this. Let's uh, take a, a quick break here and be right back on the other side with more home improvement talk here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And welcome back to our Home Improvement Show, brought to us by Linda's Construction. Luke Panic, the deck and porch specialist with Linda's Construction, is helping you out today at 651-461-9226. You have a deck question, this is, this is your day. And we're answering, as uh, you can tell, uh, other home improvement questions as well. Uh, let's grab a call, uh, Luke. Uh, John is calling in from Brooklyn Park, I believe, this morning. John, thank you. What's your question for Luke? Yeah, hi, Luke. Uh, I have a floating deck, and there's a, you know, because it's not up against the house, there's a gap in between the the deck frame and the house. And I believe there's um, some mice getting in in between there. And I was wondering, is there a way, because it's hard to get down there because it's such a small space, to be able to plug up a hole or two that are, is there? Is there a way of, of, of filling that gap and getting it uh protect it how close to the ground is your deck john pardon me how close to the ground is your deck yeah it's like six inches off the ground oh yeah i'm guessing you can't crawl under there no you can't crawl under there pretty pretty tight to the ground uh what you would have to do is actually remove some deck boards next to the house i think in order to get access to that to see what's going on or how they're getting in. It, and it, it can be very frustrating because it, it doesn't take much of a hole for a mouse to be able to get in and out. So I would say you have to take off a few deck boards next to the house uh, so that you can get down in there and access it because of how close it is to the ground. All right, very good. Thank you, John. Good luck with that. This uh, listener says, we have a front concrete block stoop which has lost some of its mortar and has some of the block beginning to fall out. What is the difference between having the block and mortar repaired or having the stoop removed and replaced with a wooden stoop slash deck and stairs? Good question. We do this commonly um, because concrete steps, you know, eventually fail. Uh, The difference is basically... um, is just the appearance and the function of it. You can do either one. Uh, sometimes we have to completely remove the old front step into, in order to build. Uh, sometimes it can stay in place. If it, it really, what the the question is, is how much height or how much room there is between the bottom of the door threshold and the top of the concrete. If we have room to put joists there, then we can leave the old concrete step in place. 
if it's if it's real close up to the threshold of the door and there's no room for framing, then we got to remove the whole thing and uh, and put in a deck. But really, uh, I would say it's it's a similar it's a similar project whether it's concrete or whether it's it's footings as far as cost. I mean, or a deck. But you probably have a little bit more flexibility with how big you want to make it if it's a wood deck. So um, we do it commonly, and it can be done either way. All right, very good. Uh, this listener says, how do you determine which inner walls are load-bearing walls? You know, that That's a real challenge. Um, but where you start is in the attic. Um, you got to get your head in the, if we're talking about uh, a main floor or an upper level, a lot of times, the most common time we're, we're trying to answer this question is someone who's trying to remove the walls of the kitchen to open up, to get an open concept. And what you have to look for is if they have an engineered truss, a roof truss up there, or if it was a hand frame truss. And oftentimes hand frame trusses will require um, that they have a bearing wall halfway across the room. Um, but that is where you start. Uh, that's the first place you look is in the attic to decide if that roof truss can span the whole room or if it is, uh, if it requires that, uh, load bearing point. If you're in a basement, uh, beams, uh, are often, uh, in place in the basement. And usually you'll be able to tell that by there being posts or what we call lolly columns that are supporting a beam in the basement. So those are the two things you look for to determine if a wall is holding up something or not. Okay. I think we have time for one more before we head out of here. Um, I want, Texter says, to build a 24 by 50 detached garage. The question is, can I use a floating slab? Yes. Uh, Floating slabs are very common for a detached garage. And uh, the critical things there are that you have a nice sand base. So, uh, we talked earlier about clay and loam and different types of soils. A floating slab, to be successful, needs to be able to move freely. So you want it to sit on a nice sand base. Uh, and basically, and you can even build a house this way. It doesn't, just not just a garage. Uh, but the basically all you do is you're, you pour a slab, but the outer perimeter where the walls are going to rest on has a thickened edge so that the, the concrete might be a foot thick there and then it'll taper up to like four inches thick over the whole main part of the garage but around the edge it'll be a foot thick for maybe two feet in so that and then you put rebar in to strengthen that so it acts like a footing uh, and that's how a, a floating slab works as the ground freezes it will raise a little bit and when the ground piles out it'll settle back down it just kind of moves with the frost uh, but they're excellent way to do a, a garage for sure. All right. We are plumb out of time, Luke. Thank you so much. And I, I'm going to give our listeners the usual number if they want to call you guys and have them come over to the house and talk about a future deck. 1-800-LEAFGUARD is the easiest number to remember. 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Luke Panic, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Appreciate the help today. You're welcome. Have a great week, Denny. You too. Hope to see you soon. Luke Panic. From Linda's Construction. Yeah, give them a call. They do great work. Uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Uh, it's going to be a nice day today. Maybe you might even want to sit out on your deck. Uh, we expect highs anywhere with sunshine near 55 degrees. Going to be near 46 tomorrow. But uh, by Wednesday, we might get up to 39 degrees. Right now in the Twin Cities, 
Uh, sunshine on the way, it's 39 degrees.